You're saying something about io9. Oh, yeah, it was not important. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit too long. Yeah, not worth it. All right. Well, this. No long rambling open. That's fine. We're running late anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm tired. I'm tired already. I just did like a fender. Oh. Wrapping they're, up they're, Daredevil. Yeah, they're still going, actually. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's the feedback. is Not that feedback isn't important. Uh, we don't do that on this show. We don't have any. I checked last. I doubt that... Nobody listens to this. Yeah, that's not we true. Ha- I think it's true. <laughs> well, people <laughs> download it, whether they listen to it or not. Well, I don't know if... Like two people, then. Well, we have a guest. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's... <laughs> This is Steve Bamvard, and uh, I'm I'm one of the few people who listen to the podcast. So there you I go. Am, I so that it sh- shocks me. Three people, <laughs> possibly. I, I think Robin gave up on it, so maybe it is two now. Mm. Um. So Steve, have you uh, seen Spartacus? Spartacus before now? Yes. So uh, I watched it when um, it first aired, and I was really you know enthralled with it. Loved it. I'm a a lover of Spartacus um, show. And I was I was telling Matt, you know, I was kind of worried about coming on, kind of hesitant and coming on to this Spartacast because I I wasn't quite sure how well it held up in the in the years since. And I'm not just talking production wise. You know, there was there was a place and time for Spartacus uh, alongside of, you know, Zack Snyder's 300 Watchmen, Sucker Punch. But uh talking about myself you know i was young single globe trotting back then uh i was all for the gratuitous nudity and violence and uh of course now i'm married kids mortgage and uh you know i i feel like i've evolved um you know and for better or worse so it was kind of interesting getting back into it after all these years so you think it i first of all i think you're coming in at a really good place because the finales are usually but you know, better than the kind of slow wheel spinning middle part of a season. And also the third season, like each season has been progressively better. So this is like probably the show in its prime, I would say. But do you think it holds up? I actually do. So in, in terms of production, like I went back and watched the very first season, first episode and some of the like the post-production gore that they the the splatter effects were pretty pretty bad i you know looking at now whatever whatever this is third season you know third run of it um it's it's held up very well i mean it's it looks better the production certainly increased i think we all realize that they're working on a a a green screen you know you know inside a a warehouse somewhere and they they kind of make do with what they have uh, but if you go at it from that perspective and you know, knowing that they do uh, miraculous things with it, I, I, you know, that well, we'll talk about it in, uh, you know, the monsters and uh, the other one, the um, uh, wrath of gods. But I, I thought some of the just establishing shots and I, I thought it was great. Yeah, like they're up on a mountain. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty cool. Does <laughs> it look? Yeah. Too bad. That, when they were. um climb descending from the mountain and it zoomed out i thought that was actually really well done i was like this is the first time i've ever thought the effects 
were good. (laughs) (laughs) The worst was just the arena. Honestly, I think when the show left the arena and the cheesiness of those CGI crowds behind, it it became a better show, which is ironic since uh, they're gladiators. (laughs) The show's better when they're not gladiating. It's like Riker's beard. Like the show gets so much better at that point when they leave the arena. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think the show holds up pretty good, um, just for what it is. Uh, every, occasionally I'll watch an episode with a friend of mine and he's, he's seeing everything like completely out of context and pretty, and there's a lot of penis in, in the second episode. That was, that was, I didn't remember that much. Mm. It's been a while since we really had a lot of penis. Um, I only remember the, uh, the Gaius's frontal in the first one, Monsters. It was yeah. in the second one. Was, no, it's the first oh, one. The first one. Okay, it was that episode a lot in. Yeah. Well, they were. That was. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But. Okay. <laughs> so, Maddie, do you have any good historical f- knowledge to drop on us today? Uh, I'm gonna pass <laughs> the buck over to Stephen. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> he posted in our uh, Facebook group the uh, link to the Wikipedia article about Mount Vesuvius, uh, and I was like, oh, is he gonna? bring some fun facts and then I don't have to. And then he's like, well, I wasn't planning on it, but if you want me to, and I'm like, yes, cause I got things I need to do. I'm moving in two weeks. So I have That's to try. Right. So I, I did bring some fun facts. I've got uh, fun facts on Mount Vesuvius in general. Right. And then I've got fun facts for the battle of Mount Vesuvius, which is the, the second episode. So I can, I can hold off on that stuff, but uh, just talking about Mount Vesuvius itself. Um, it's the only volcano in Europe mainland to have erupted in the last 100 years, right? Um, the last eruption was March 1944, which was during uh, World War II. Um, at the time, there was a U.S. Uh, Army uh, Air Force bombardment group stationed there nearby, and uh, the hot ash destroyed about 80 of their airplanes. Uh, it also killed 26 people, which is a very small amount when you consider that um, – uh, Mount Vesuvius is regarded as one of the most dangerous volcanoes in the world because of the three million people living me- nearby. So, if it's if it were to erupt now, it would be pretty devastating to uh, the Italians living there. Would um, there be any kind of warning system though? Like, can they detect vibrations or something and go, "It's about to erupt! Everybody, get out!" So they do have a plan in place in case there's an eruption. Um, they would need. They would need some time. They would need about 25 days to like evacuate everyone in the area. Wow. Um, and so <laughs> let's hope they have 25 days of uh, uh, notice. Uh, it is listed on uh, as a decade volcano, which means it's being actively monitored. There's about 16 volcanoes around the world actively monitored and uh, usually due to its large destructive eruptions and proximity to populated areas. So, other volcanoes on that list, uh, there's another volcano in on the island of Sicily. So Italy's got two of them, two on the 16. Um, in the U.S., uh, Mount Rainier is one of them. And there's also a mm-hmm. volcano in Hawaii that they're, they're looking at. So those are the two U.S. ones. Uh, Japan's got two. Um, just you know, every place where you, you would think there's a you know, like active volcano, there's kind of watching them. There's but, no uh, safe place. There's no There really is. Go. I mean, you gotta <laughs> you gotta run away fast. So, uh, Mount Vesuvius is mostly known uh, for its eruption 
where it destroyed the city of Pompeii, right? So that was in 79 AD. Now the the events of Spartacus is in uh, what 75 uh, BC. So about 150 years uh, after the events of Spartacus is where the um, the Mount Vesuvius eruption that destroyed Pompeii. Um, now I've actually been to uh, Pompeii, at least the ruins of Pompeii. Mm, okay. Uh, so you know, I've I was in the you know the the danger zone of Mount Vesuvius there. If it if it erupted while I was there, I would have been screwed. Um, but it, it's interesting. The the ruins of Pompeii, uh, I think, are is interesting if you know what you're looking at. You know, like if you go on a um, like a, a scheduled tour and you had a, a local actually telling you what, what what was what. I just went by myself and it was kind of a, a tourist trap if, if you don't know what you're looking for um so but it, it was historically interesting like just the, the idea the whole city was covered under ash like they didn't even realize it was there or you know parts of it was still there until they started digging that yeah. that's kind of scary i think when we talked about pompeii before on this podcast about like finding remnants of a brothel or something i seem i have this like yeah. vague memory Oh yeah, when they when they clear out the like the the ash, uh, you know, which kind of hardens and turns to a cement. Once they clear that out, like all the frescoes are still in pristine condition. They still have uh, you know a color, you know, paints on them, and I mean the the whole history is kind of frozen in place. So yeah, oh. uh, I don't that's understand. my fun fact. Oh, thanks. Okay. I don't understand living. I mean, I know it's not easy for everyone to pick up and you know, living in a danger zone like that. It's like when I go to the coast and see these signs say, oh, this is a tsunami area. Like if there's ever a tsunami, everybody that lives. But again, there's no safe place. Think about the fires that we've had in California. People think about the next earthquake or earthquake off the shore that would cause a tsunami. But really what killed 80 some people this year was fire. <laughs> If only we had raked those forests, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, we're back here for two new episodes. Um, the first episode is called Monsters. Why is it called Monsters? Uh, because everyone's a fucking... But then every episode could be called Monsters. For this episode, they acknowledged that they were monsters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alithia and Glaber acknowledge that they are monsters. Oh, that yeah. they are monsters. Yeah. That they... Okay. Uh, original air date was March 23rd, 2012. I was in Portland about six weeks ago. Uh, directed by TJ Scott, who's been working in recent years on Gotham, Longmire, Star Trek Discovery, shows like that. Written by Brent Fletch Fletcher, like that. Mm. I was disappointed there was no commentary for this. That's too bad. It would have been nice, especially those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and that, and, and that death, that was a pretty epic death, but we'll get there. Uh, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> which <laughs> like, which so one? Many, so oh my many God. of these two episodes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of death happening <laughs> in these two, but that was a pretty amazing kill. <laughs> that was, oh yeah, we will get there. That was pretty epic. Um, So I kind of figured right from the start that this was a test uh, of Spartacus is uh, testing the defenses of his people because Nasir was on the wall and he was just kind of like yanked from the wall. And he's too much of a character at this point to just be 
eliminated from the show so unceremoniously. So, so, so I was like, oh, this is this is all going to turn out to be a big nothing. Yeah, I realized it was a test when those guys went into the compound. I'm like, no way three Romans are going to survive once they are now surrounded by these, you know, gladiator slaves. And so I was like, um, either they're, you know, completely nuts bonkers or, you know, this is this is uh, fake, you know. Yeah. And they the fact that how or how they dropped down so quietly, so stealthily, I'm like, come on, they would have wake woken up. That's crazy. I thought it was too soon for the Romans to be attacking in my memory. So I figured something was up. But as we'll find out later, my memory is not <laughs> completely accurate when it comes to these episodes. Some stuff happened. Some deaths well, was- happened sooner than I thought they would. He's lucky that they weren't prepared because he would have been killed. Yeah, because uh, some uh, wasn't Mira was about to shoot him with an arrow. <laughs> it was like a few more seconds, but he would have gotten an arrow. Very risky. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Bad move, Spartacus. I don't care what point you're trying to make. I don't know, just unleash a goat or something or pig or something in there and let it go on a rampage and show them how unprepared they are. <laughs> uh, I've been rewatching Greek on Hulu, and I just watched an episode where the two frat houses were pranking each other, and the one um, frat house, they, they woke up and the building was full of farm animals. So that's what just reminded me. <laughs> just cows and chickens and pigs just running amok. Where, where would they get those? Things? I don't know. They seem to find everything out in the woods that they need, like beer and food. And just that is true. Growing out there. He'll, um, yeah, so Lithia makes it back and she walks. She interrupts something. Or she collapses. She interrupts her husband and his, uh, I don't know what you would call her. Mistress. Liv- Living girlfriend, <laughs> his his side chick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I I was counting nipples for this episode. So Sepia gives us one nipple in that scene. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like she could have given us more nipples. <laughs> Alithia looked really hot, all disheveled, dirty and disheveled. She does. <laughs> I, I was like, whoa, even dirty, she's hot. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the Krisha's really happy to, um, so there's this question. They were talking about it on the commentary. I know, I think we've talked about it before, Matt. If, does Lucretia really love Lithia? I have no idea, and I still don't know. Well, I'll I... tell you the answer they give on the commentary. Okay. Uh, Lucy Lawless says that she does not, she never played it. Th- okay. That's helpful. But, but I'd rather that the show had made that apparent because. Their alliance slash rivalry was so was seesawed so many times that I cannot keep track of if they are working together or against each other or <laughs> or what. So every time they interacted, I was just like so skeptical and I really wanted them to be I wanted them to team up with Sepia. I wanted the three of them to, you know, be, you know, sisters doing it for themselves. Yeah. But. Instead, they're just, you know, I guess they're monsters. They turn on each other. Um. Yeah, apparently on the set, she would always say, but maybe that was she wanted. Because Alithia is supposed to believe that Lucia likes her. I, But I didn't get that from Alithia either. I didn't get a firm sense that she trusted Lucretia. So I, I was... I think in this in episode 10, she did. I, was, I got that impression. Uh, well, up until, well, maybe episode nine, up until she tried to take, up until she, I think she would thought Lucretia really loved Maybe. I, I was never certain. I kind of feel like their relationship w- just shifted with the wind and whatever the writers needed that week. 
But I don't know if um, something changed. And did Lucretia know that it was Spartacus' son? I don't think she before Lucretia <laughs> told her. I don't know if something changed at that point, devised some different... I think it maybe changed when Asher uh, told her. Yeah, okay, that's probably plans. Could be. I'm, I'm still unclear how Alithia is 100% certain that her child is Spartacus's child. Like, I don't quite know how she's able to pinpoint that. Unless she just had wasn't having any sex with her husband, but I thought that they were, so... I don't know. He was gone for a while. <laughs> he was gone. But how can she be certain how far along in the pregnancy she is? I don't I always, know. I always figured she, she felt a gladiator, you know. Growing inside of her. Growing inside her. Yeah, she she has that sixth sense about her. <laughs> <laughs> what, would that, what would that feel like? Like, what, what in particular would tip her off? Just like uh like kicks, like Lots really strong kicks and like uh you know, karate chops on <laughs> I get the weirdest messages. Um I'm a sugar daddy a sugar baby that we can go on vacations together that I am gonna pay you three hundred dollar daily allowance. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> are you gonna are you going to? <laughs> no. <laughs> but three hundred dollars a day is a lot of money, so <laughs> no. Yeah. Strings um, attached. Sure. Um, You're going to wake up dismembered somewhere. <laughs> I'll wake up in a tub full of ice. Oh, so yeah, Asher's going to get his freedom for helping. It's going to be the house of Asher. <laughs> I mean, poor Lucretia. What a fall from grace. Like I know. She she survived a knife attack only to put up with it. Well, I, I don't know. I was rooting for Asher in this one. I, You know, Asher's, you know... You talk about Lucretia's fall from grace, Asher's rise from, you know, slave to owning the the Ludus that his former master was on. I, I think that's that's inspiring. He, he Asher's got big plans and you know, he's he's yeah. making making moves to make it happen. He he's an entrepreneur. I mean, if he was uh he would be the uh you know, the Elon Musk of of today, you know, the way he's <laughs> wheeling and dealing. Does he also accuse uh Scuba divers are being pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> I would not put it past them. Yeah, I'm that. always on Ash- I'm always on Asher's side, but except for the rape of Lucretia. But uh, yeah, as you know, because you apparently you you listen to this podcast. Although I don't know, I'm still skeptical. Uh, you know that I am a big uh, proponent of Asher's, and I'm skipping ahead. Very sad that he will not be in season four, except for maybe a flashback. But um, yeah. D- the fact that Lucretia owned the Ludus and now she she is the property basically of a ex slave that from the Ludus is humiliating for her for someone who is so keen on social standing. This is awful for her. Not that I care about her, but <laughs> oh, you do. I can see how she's so undone by this. Although, I, if I was Asher, I would not believe that uh, Gaius really would liberate me. I mean, they're snakes, so I who could trust Can what Gaius would writing, or the writing would Seriously. Much. I know that uh, sword that, uh, even that probably not hold up to. Glauber didn't want it to. But yeah, Verinius, did you like seeing Verinius back? He came to, what was he back there? Oh, because Sepia called him? Yes. I don't even remember Verinius. Was he, was he in a previous episode? He was the <laughs> one that, Elithia was going to leave Globber for earlier this season. I know it's been like a year since we I know. started season three. <laughs> Seriously. 
I wonder what this show would be like if I watched it week to week or all at once. Like, would I feel that it was slow and not well plotted or would I? I'd have no idea. We're watching it in such an unusual fashion. I can't even tell you if this show is overall good or not. (laughs) The mystery. (laughs) I think if you binge watched it, like what you were saying, how they flip flop, uh, you know, loyalties so quickly. If you binge watched it, uh, you know, a whole season at once, it would, it would be almost incomprehensible how, how often, um, you know, they switch sides and backstab and like exactly what you were saying. You you wouldn't trust anyone because anything that they say, you know, they've they've got their fingers crossed behind their back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's just part of the culture, at least in the culture of the show. I mean, all Romans are monsters, basically. So it's just whichever monster you choose to lay with uh, at that particular time. And when you get tired of them, you can, you know, kill him off and go live with someone else. But yeah. If you were watching it quickly, it would it would spin your mind like it Probably. would just be so, you know, so amazing how 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 often things go. And but I mean, if you if you enjoy the show, you enjoy the kind of backstabbery of it all. You would love yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. And I'm fine with that because that's what the show is. I know it's people playing politics and whatever. Um, it's not like if you guys ever watched Heroes where characters would change their motivations and alliances on a week-to-week basis, and you're like, why? Here I get why. That's their character, and that's the show. So I'm okay with it. But generally, I I do like for my entertainment, for my shows, to have a consistency of character and clear motivations. Yeah, there's that... um... You know, like um, Deadwood has a lot of sex position to kind of let you know what's going on in the minds of everyone, right? It has blow job logs. Yeah, blow job. You don't have that here. You don't really get the, the internal monologue that you do in some other shows. Right. Oh, Deadwood. It reminds me, I watched the first season of Farscape and I stopped because, well, I guess they were consistent and probably had their motives, but, you know, at the end of one episode, they're getting along fine because they had to work together to solve some problems. Then the next episode, they all hate each other again. I keep saying I'm going to like give that show another shot, but I just couldn't like, I couldn't get behind anybody because I hated the character on the show. How far did you get? I got to the beginning of season two. Oh, because I would. I thought by the end of season one, they all, everyone on the ship was pretty well established as a not as at first characters. Like, and we're, we're going to do a Farscape retrospective podcast, but we're not. But <laughs> I, I feel like at least halfway through that first season, every crew member was pulling their own weight, and it was just Rigel that was everyone hated. But that was kind of the point of him. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm remembering it wrong, but it's still just, it's like, couldn't. I hated everyone. Why am I watching this? Man, I love that show for the first three seasons. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's all this stuff about Sepia, and they're scheming to get rid of Globber. At this point, they've already had the monster conversation, but um, at least one of the monster conversations. So, I know when Lucretia gave Sepia that knife, everything got really dramatic all of a sudden. Like people, <laughs> this was <running>. amazing <laughs> when they were power walking through the yes. house and their their robes were flowing behind them, uh, and the music was play. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a fashion video. This is great. <laughs> this is animated gift territory here. This is I lo- I, I was digging it." 
the, at this point, I didn't really know. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was, you know, shocked when Alithia killed Sepia. But up until then, I, I what I kind of expected would happen is that Sepia would try to kill Gaius. She would fail, and then they, she would perhaps suspect that his wife had put her up to it. I didn't. I didn't think she she'd get killed. She when she started screaming, she hits. <laughs> I can't remember if she hit him or started screaming first, but that was when she started screaming. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then she swung that vase, hit him smack <laughs> in the face. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, it took like forty five minutes for him to go down, just because it was in slow motion. It was yeah. so slow. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great. Definitely uh, dramatic, hyper hyper realist. With the slow motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very dramatic. By the time Sepia fell in the tub, it was blood. <laughs> oh. I, I don't think that's... I don't know how oh, yeah, there, that is. There's a good fountain of blood that sprays from Sepia's neck in this one. That's glorious. An insane amount of blood. Like, the, the it's ridiculous. It is... Like, these two episodes were hilarious. Um... This isn't the part where I couldn't stop laughing. We'll get to that. But this part was just, I wrote my notes. Holy fuck. <laughs> it's like Tarantino directed this movie. There's so much blood coming out. It was great. I don't understand like the logic of all of it, but I, whatever. It was fun. So now they're friendly again, Alithia and Gaius. They saved. Yeah, I saved, saved your life. Or he saved her. She she saved him. <laughs> right, and, right. Um, and, and he says why, and I forgot the uh, reason why it wasn't you're real. My husband. I think that's what she basically said. You're my husband. Why? Except when she got back from being Spartacus's captive, she basically said, "You know, you, he let me go because you don't love me." Yeah. Yeah, so. this is when this is when they acknowledge themselves as monsters. They say, you know, we've done monstrous things, and uh, you know, let's do monstrous things together. At this point forward, you know, do it together, and that's yeah. uh, that's what they end up doing. They even uh, bathe in Sepia's blood. Yes. They get it on. Like, I don't think if I was covered in someone else's blood, I don't think I would want to have. Like a third person, third party's blood. That <laughs> she, my she's still floating partner, in the pool. <laughs> that my partner just murdered. She, her body is still floating in the pool. Mm-hmm. That's very, that, that's not right there. I wrote, no. gross. He's all sticky with blood. Don't kiss that. <laughs> Don't fuck that. Gross. Hot. Gross. Hot. I can't decide. <laughs> um, we get one more nipple. We get a lithia nipple. Another nipple. Ding. We should, and, uh, Will, insert a sound effect. A little ding. Oh, that's a lot of oh, work. <laughs> we got the uh, <laughs> Glabber's cock. Glabber I did a cock penis, count too. Yes. So yeah, that's one. Like he's... way to go, Craig Parker. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna move against Verinius, and while this is going on, Spartacus's men are all like they're all like contentious and stuff. So he needs to bring unity. U N I T. Do you remember that song? U N I T Y by Queen Latifah. No, it was black and back in the nineties. I wasn't listening to a lot of Queen Latifah in the nineties. I wasn't either. <laughs> and this is when he finds out. We we find out that uh, Spartacus doesn't care for Mira anymore, or he doesn't love her anymore. If he ever did, <laughs> I don't understand that turn. Yeah, is it like? So are you still there. hung up on your wife? God, why? Barely knew her. 
<laughs> I know he I know he knew her. I barely knew her. Yeah, we only saw her for like one episode. <laughs> episode. I mean, if he had said something like, I love you, but I I don't want to be distracted right now by anything because uh, I have all these lives like in my hands and I feel responsible for 40 people and I, I feel like any distraction could get them killed and I just can't right now, but maybe someday. But that's not what he said. He didn't really say anything. He was just like, uh, you know, let's call it quits. And she's like, well, why? why? And I don't know why. What was his reasoning? I think she maybe said it that it had something to do with, or she never, I can't remember the phrasing, but he, you know, even when he was with her, he was kind of not there, the phrasing, but it made it, it made it to me, I interpreted it as his wife, he could never look at her. And so Spartacus's line was, he's given all that he, you know, his heart can give, and it's, it's just not enough, I guess. That's dumb. <laughs> that's an excuse it was really the cause she tried to kill he then he could have said something else i don't <laughs> um, very very odd scene and then she kept bringing it up like she wasn't over like oh i hope your next woman like she obviously was <laughs> she just kept breaking so hard yeah a bit of a jaded woman kind of <laughs> annoying don't worry, she won't last long. She's really pretty, though. We always say how pretty she is. Yeah, those freckles. <laughs> um, I think she's going to be the Heroes Festival. I'm sh- I know she- think she came to the last one. I I thought it was really smart of Spartacus to pair off to pair these like two people who were not getting along and have them work toward a common goal of just beating up their you know somebody else, like putting Mira and the German girl on the same team. Uh, and putting Crixus and Agron together and uh, Nasir and Lugo uh, and have them all fight, but they have to cooperate yeah. fight like that was a, that's a kind of a team building exercise exercise that would not go over well at my job. No. But in this context, I thought it was actually pretty savvy on Spartacus's part. And it, it was well earned, you know, the buildup of, you know, the, previous episodes and kind of the bitter rivalries that they created to have this one like montage sequence where everyone is getting along. And um, so it, it was well written uh, as far as that's concerned, you know, the whole season, like they knew, all right, episode nine, this is where we're going to kind of make up all those rivals so we can be a unified force in episode 10. So they, they plotted it along very nicely. Yeah, I thought so too. We got to see Crixus's this storyline. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, I have that written down. Chuck. <laughs> but he's done <laughs> his a few times before. He's we also get uh, uh, Navia's two nipples for that okay. one. Two. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funniest part of this, of the uh, when the team building exercise, I'm going to call it, is when Nasir made this scary vampire face and went... <laughs> And then he just ran and jumped, and then it went slow motion as he was just, like, pouncing like a vampire. <laughs> and then Lugo went, Rawr! and he ran through, and they started splashing him with, like, water. And he it, slow motion ran through the water. It, it was hilarious. Yeah, like, Lugo's that? running, because that, that man's not built for running, right? So just to see him kind of, you know, get up to speed in slow motion was, was hilarious. It was so goofy. I love Lugo. <laughs> How do yeah. so reason? Well, it reminds me of Ludo from um, Neverending. No, not Neverending Story, Labyrinth. Or which one is he in? God damn it, I can't remember now. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm Ludo said. I haven't I haven't seen either one. So that's labyrinth. Labyrinth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Penis. Um. Okay. So penis. Doing, Where am I? Uh. Sparring. Penis. Uh. Yeah. So aggro. <laughs> Agro and Crixus kind of become friendly now. And it seems like Spartacus and Crixus are more friends than, like, finally. Yeah. Except I liked when Crixus understood that Spartacus had um, an ulterior motive to giving them all liquor. Yeah, he's smart. Because cause they were... They were like, wow, you know, this isn't really like Spartacus to have fun. He's not a fun guy. He's a drip. Yeah, and Crixus he... is like, no, there's he's doing he's up to something. And then when they find out what it is, Crixus is like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, well, Crixus said he's up to something. And the next shot is Spartacus smiling. I'm like, oh, you look so weird smiling like that. Yeah. It's like, I knew he couldn't just throw a party without some... Ah, some other motivation. Yeah. So then we get, they see off in the distance, a signals are lit. The beacons <coughs> are lit and they go out. So they go out and attack instead of waiting for the attack to come to them. But then they're like, what, outnumbered, I guess. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so like, okay, maybe. not going well. That wasn't a good idea, maybe. Well, they they were trying to take down the, the head of the snake. They were trying to take down the Praetor. Okay. And uh, it ended up not being Glabber, right? They they captured the the one guy, Brinus. Yeah. So I think the plan was to, you know, chop off the head, but the head wasn't the wasn't the guy they were looking for. It was a different right. head. Yep. So yeah, and then they're back with Virinius, and that's when Glabber starts lobbing um, fireballs at him. Okay, so this is when I started laughing out loud <laughs> because the CGI fireballs uh, were so funny. Um, and when Verinius got it right in the face, I, I could not stop laughing. It yeah. this was this show is so goofy at times. <laughs> <laughs> and gotta give somebody a good death, and that was epic. It was great. It was so. It was great. I thought that the gladiators would have had um, maybe some traps in their little fortress. Yeah. Uh, maybe they threw like boiling pitch at them or um, one of the little like when they hide spikes underneath the sand and someone like runs at it and then uh, they just like whap, whap them with the spikes like they spring up from the sand. Like I don't know what yeah. the name of that trap is, but I was kind of hoping that they would home alone this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing this game, Pathfinder Kingmaker, and I have to defend this outpost. And yeah, they did give me an option to set some traps for before the enemy came. And the traps did most of the work for me. Killed mm-hmm. pretty much everybody. Maybe th- throw some marbles on the ground. <laughs> 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 uh, they did uh, have jugs, and they threw some flammable material on them and then lit that on fire. So there was a fire trap, but it was really at the last moment after a lot of fighting. I Kind of wanted, I was just hoping that they would have fortified their house or whatever, ancient temple, a little better. They were banking on those walls. They didn't realize that there was going to be flaming balls, you know, falling from the sky. Great balls. They didn't count on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you did end, if you had end songs, that'd be your end song. <laughs> Goodness, it's, um, or maybe, maybe you do. I've never listened to this podcast. I'm, no, no, no one has. No copyrights. <laughs> yeah, not that anybody would listen and would 
you know, Falcom. I thought um, that Animaeus was going to be killed here. Um, I thought that Animaeus was killed in next season, but <laughs> wrong about that. Yeah, we'll get there. He does get a he does get a dagger to the eye, which you know against the Egyptian through his hand into his oh. eye. And the worst part is that then he gets killed before he gets a chance to rock an eye patch, and he would have looked really good with an eye patch. Mm, yeah. That's the worst part. <laughs> that is the worst part. They did get some steel weapons before they retreat finally. They did. Complaining about weapons. And Globber says he's gonna wait for them to get hungry because they well, they've got the high ground. Right. Not a terrible you know plan to let them stay up on top of that frigid mountain with no food, no shelter, and and no, no medical supplies. <laughs> well, that's pretty par for the course with this group of uh, not having clothes, but it's like, aren't you freezing out there on that mountain? <laughs> no clothes. I mean, it's a little, it's just not noble, I suppose. If, if Romans cared about honor and battle, and I don't know if they do or not, certainly no Klingons would let their uh, enemies just freeze to death. That's that's not glorious. There's no glory and honor in that. Yeah, you wouldn't want to freeze to death. You would, like, go out fighting to charge down that mountain. Well, I'm saying if the Romans if the Romans were Klingons, that's a sentence, uh, they would have gone up the mountain after them. Because it's a little cowardly. But it's the right tactic. I mean, they're on the run, and they don't have any resources. So surround the mountain and let them starve. Why not? So I would do. I would just get, you know, get some board game play while everybody up on the mountain. Is- I think essentially that's what they do, and it leads to their downfall. So oh. <laughs> oh, they they were caught playing board games. Should <laughs> <laughs> left Catan at home. Uh, any other notes about this episode? Um, um, yeah. Did you guys notice that there's a skeleton in the pool in the Ludus? I've never yeah, noticed. Th- I, I saw I- it. Never noticed this before, but they did an overhead shot of the pool in the Ludus, and there's a drawing of a skeleton for some reason. Why? Oh, a drawing of a skeleton? I thought you meant a like dra- a real skeleton. No, it's they, there's like all these drawings in the pool, and one of them is a skeleton. Yeah, the, the floor of the pool is like white tile, and then there's like black tiles that depict different things, like a, a cup and, you know, animals, and then there's just a, a skeleton drawn out there yeah it, it's weird Romans it is are weird, weird. I, it, <laughs> I i wish i understood the layout of that house more because i don't know what rooms are connected where i don't know what are <laughs> pools for decoration versus pools to bathe in like I, I just don't get the flow of the house it seems like such a minor thing but i feel like i ought to know where things are in relation to each other and I just don't you need to see a floor plan. That I kind of want nice a floor for plan. a lot of shows just to show us like a floor plan. I love that stuff. I love when um, shows will release kind of like a show Bible and tell you stuff that like just kind of do world building for you. I mean, obviously, something like Game of Thrones has source material and like Game of Thrones encyclopedias and things that you can rely on, but. I always wish Carnival had had something like that. Six Feet Under had a book that was like letters written by the characters and excerpts from books that were referenced on the show and stuff like that. And it's like, that's so cool. Like, so why not release that for like really popular genre shows as a collectible item? Yeah. And yeah, I would take, I would take a, uh, 
a diorama or something of the Ludus. How, how fun would that be? Yeah. Um, it's the kind of great commentary you you hear must hear all the time, Stephen. <laughs> 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 like, whoa, what an insight. Well, you know, if you're volunteering to to come up with something that looks like that, go right ahead. The um, I think the the truth of it, it's a little disappointing in production wise. There's probably just a single room, and they you know pull back the walls for a, a close up shot, and you know uh, it, it's all one set. They they fill it with water or cover it up. Yeah. So they there probably isn't much um, behind the scenes that can be done for it. I know that. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know that this is a show done on the cheap and they don't think about these things or care about these things. I'm saying I wish that they did. <laughs> <laughs> like that um, temple there, Sangin. I don't know if they've said anything about that or not, but could that be just like the list, like redressed? I don't know. Of course it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <clears throat> and and the tunnel that they all escape out of is just the, the mindset from earlier in the season. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all... <laughs> The fact that they even have a set and that nothing, like not everything is CGI is pretty remarkable. The set looks good. I like the Ludus set. Uh, do we have any quotes? So my favorite line uh, is from Alithia, and she says, I would see such embers given breath, and in the resulting flames, my child and I to rise from the ashes of ill-fated pass. I think she was tell- saying that to Lucretia. Plotting the the murder of Glaber when it was actually the the murder of Sepia, but just the the whole idea of rising from the ashes is just a, a great visual. She also says, "If Gaius is not moved by pleading word, then I will have blood and death, and in the bringing of it, my life returned to me." There you go. That's it's good. Like, one. Yeah, you go, girl. I guess we just didn't know it was blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine is from Crixus. We are not a fist, but fingers twitching. No purpose. There you go. There's some great lines. It's it's not bad writing. Oh, it's I think the writing's actually I mean the dialogue is good. It, Plotting, no. But dialogue, yes. I it, like the way it sounds. It's It's a, no a, uh, it's no like David it's, Milch, but uh, No, yeah. it's not No, but it's not bad. Um it's more elevated than the kind of theatrics of the blood and violence and sex would suggest. Correct. I agree with that. I was typing uh, notes on my phone, really trying to interpret <laughs> a lot of er- spelling errors. Uh, a monster, rough hewn of unfortunate events, and then breathed by necessity was Glober. So this is a conversation between Sepia and, and Glober. The mind churns with thoughts of those taken too soon from us and the monsters who tore them from loving embrace. And he says, we have both suffered a measurable loss. We must take comfort from what we have found in each other. And she says, I have moved foolishly and with regret that I have denied you opportunity to properly mourn your wife. And he says, she is nothing but a fleeting memory, <laughs> one that shall fade <laughs> as the night mist caressed by the morning sun. So I like this for two reasons. One, I like the subtle slam on his wife. Which, eh, she's a fleeting memory. But I, I like that Sepia is like poking at Glaber very passive aggressively. And they, and they both kind of. They know, like, I don't think Glaber knows that Sepia realizes that he murdered her brother, but he, these people are snakes, monsters, so they are constantly playing each other. And I like when they talk around in circles like that, not saying what they really mean. <laughs> it's like, and you, and it's like the other has to know what the other person is actually saying, right? Or do they? 
it's like verbal sparring. It's just yeah. like the gladiators physically fight. The characters here circle around each other and verbally try to probe for weaknesses and and get information without tipping their hand. It's it's really it's really well done. I, I liked it a lot. My final quote is Gaius when he says, I would let them feast on mud and rock, and when hunger and madness drive them from their perch, we shall kill them all. And I like that because the finale, season one finale, was yeah. called Kill Them All. So yep. that's clever to uh, revisit that title. I in, didn't in this make regard. notes, but in this, these two episodes, there are a lot of callbacks to make note of everything. Any other quotes? Nope. This is off topic, but my friend bought me one of those where each cup is like half a pound. So we've been slowly... <laughs> Working our way through that. And that that the, is off topic. One of the containers. <laughs> I'm just looking at one of the containers is what made me think about it right here. Yeah. Mm. So who's the winner of this episode? <laughs> well, since you brought up giant-sized candy, uh, in our office, the food buyer got a yard-sized Snickers. Yard-sized? Uh, guess yard. Like three yards, maybe? It's No. What is what is a yard? 36, 36 inches. 36 inches, yeah. So it's a yard-sized Snickers. But then I'm disappointed to learn that internally it's actually just like 36 individual Snickers bars uh, and not just one giant Snickers still. This is a giant recup. I think there's some the chocolate or I'm a big yeah, fan I'm, of Reese's. I'm not. Is that why your dog is named no, Reese? No, people think that, but no. Named after Kyle Reese from yes. Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> not sure which is better, but it's not. Who's the winner of this episode? Uh, I say it's Glaber. He's got Spartacus on the run, and uh, he's taking it to him. He's acknowledged that he's uh, himself a monster, so he's he's gonna take that, uh, you know, that awfulness and destroy his enemies. So he's on his way. His side piece is dead. His wife is back. The threat was removed. Yeah, she was a. Was... At some point, she would have killed him, probably. probably. Or she was maneuvering Varinus against him. So. Yeah, I, I mean, he did get a blood shower, which is gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess he get enough if he wants. I'm okay with uh, him being the winner. Uh, what about the loser? Would his would Sepia be loser? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she's a pretty big loser. I think Mira is a loser too. Yeah, but I think she she's got be dumped. A bigger loser next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. If if losing is just like losing your life, um, yeah, but if we want to go with people who lost but didn't die, I think Mira, for absolutely no purpose, was dumped by Spartacus. <laughs> and that's got to feel really shitty when you feel like you have a great thing going and then someone dumps you and just doesn't even give you a reason. Yeah. Or the reason they give you is, makes no sense. Oh my god, you're describing. <laughs> you're describing <laughs> something that happened to me a couple uh, <laughs> um, I guess I got no good argument. Oh, I was I gonna it was, say it's always. I thought Spartacus. it was weird. That's sorry. Go ahead. I was say it's always Spartacus. He dies anyway. Spoiler. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> or at least he dies. Well, everybody according to history is dead. Yes. Yeah. Well, that you that we know. Yeah, we don't necessarily know the circumstances. Go, li- but come a lumberjack somewhere. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say that Morgan. I didn't understand why, why Sepia was really living at that house. Oh, it just seems, str- seems strange that they're all there together. Oh, uh, could try to justify. Glober wanted to take care of her in danger, I guess. Isn't that the stay? 
why aren't Alithia and Gaius in their own house and Lucretia's in her house? Like, I'm not really sure why they're all roommates. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big brother situation. Coming it's such a big ABC brother. This fall. I mean, they even got the hot tub, basically. But I don't know if that's the one with the skeleton or not. Because, again, I don't know what's a decorative pool and what's a bath. Anyway. So it was the best sleigh. We know who that is, right? Sepia. <laughs> Sepia. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't think there is a lot of laying in there. The best sleigh and the best lay are back to back. They are oh, the same okay. scene. Okay, yeah. <laughs> same scene, yeah. Uh, so Asher and Lucretia, presumably, it's kind of off screen or suggested that they go. No, I don't think anything between them could ever be tested. Yeah. It's mm. great. And then um, we get the beginnings of Alithia and Glaber. So that's that's probably the best lay. And then we get Crixus and Navia, and they kind of get it on in the dark. But yeah, Alithia and Glaber, for sure. Yeah. So sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you have to research blood sex. Okay, mental note. <laughs> um, Radig, Steve, let's start us up. Have you guys given a 10 out of 10 yet? Have you given a so. perfect score? Well, this this episode was uh, was great. It was it was near perfect. Um, it was a little slow at the beginning with uh, some of the Roman political maneuverings. Um, I did like I did like the Sparka's merry band of merrymaking, um, which highlighted all the rivals. Um, that was good. Uh, but the the true standout scene was the death of Sepia. I mean, that, you take that one scene out of context from anything else and say, hey, this is Spartacus. And people will lose their mind. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> it's an a- yeah, it's an animated GIF. Yeah. Post it everywhere, please. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this one 9 out of 10 bloody fucks. All right. I agree that I really enjoyed watching this. I, I guess the only part that I wasn't really into was the, um, I guess Spartacus storyline up until the part where they brought the alcohol back. Cause the mirror stuff was, um, so I'll give it nine out of 10 <laughs> knives to the eye through the hand to the eye. <laughs> Oof, I kind of want to give it a 10 because there are some amazing things. Go for it. <laughs> Well, I don't like the mi- dumping Mira, and I don't like I didn't like um, some of Alithia and Lucretia's dialogue because I couldn't can't again tell who, what side of any side that they're on. They're on all the sides, but th- this had some great great. St- I mean, Lugo and Nasir in slow motion getting splashed with water and making faces that was hilarious. Was the Lugo? German girl getting a face full of mouthful of sand. Yeah, and then. Um, it, the camaraderie here was, was really fun. It was fun to see. Um, I love the power walking through the house with the, with their gowns flowing and the music and then, uh, the blood shower and the sex and the nudity and the violence and the, the CGI fireballs were hilarious. Yeah. This, this had very little slow stuff to it. This was, this was pretty crazy. Uh, I guess I'll give it 10 out of 10 skeletons in a pool. <laughs> yeah, I just checked. We did give Kill Them All 10 out of 10. Yeah. That was crazy, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Fun app. Fun app. I'll give I'll give some kind of summary time. I didn't buy doing okay. everything. So next episode is my place, Wrath of the Gods. <laughs> Why is it called Wrath of the Gods? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there, there's a line. Um, let's see. Uh, in the in the episode, Agron says, "You know, the gods bless us good fortune." Yeah, as they're about to descend uh, onto the Romans, and Spartacus says, um, "Free men create their own. Uh, we are all gods this night, and the Romans shall feel our wrath." Okay. So the, yeah. God, wrath of the gods are the are the Spartacus's Mary's men. I they're, see. Okay. Clearly, I need to pay more attention <laughs> when I'm watching this show. <laughs> I'm usually trying to like write notes, so I don't always uh, catch yeah. anything. And uh, for this one, I was constantly rewinding to try and get quotes and things. Uh, so I might as well bring it up. Bring it up now. The um, you know, when Agron says the gods bless us, good fortune. Uh, Spartacus corrects him. You know, he says, "No, uh, we we are the gods this night." Um, and it's kind of uh, he's showing his atheistic views uh, there. You know, he's kind of saying, "No, the the gods have no say here." You know, we 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 make. You know, we we are free men and we create our own fates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you guys talked about Spartacus being atheist? I don't think we touched no. on that particular. They <laughs> were talking about that on the commentary for this episode a little bit about yeah how like who really believed and how Roman religion of the gods for their own Spartacus it, yeah, doesn't. And we know his wife Sora; she's a believer. Right, because she had visions that the the gods gave her, yeah. but he never really took much stock in it. And um, I, I just wonder if him being uh, an atheist was to show how progressive he is, right? You know, as as part of part of his worldview, you know, he he also feels that all men should be free and you know down with slavery, which has has got to be you know really ultra radical ideology in in this time period. Um, so. I just wonder if also being an atheist kind of sets that stage. Mm. He's a very unique person in history. Like if we had an equivalent of that guy in today's world, people would just say he's nuts. He's bonkers. Like they would, they would easily dismiss him just from being just uh, contrary to what current beliefs of the area are. Right? Yeah. I- can't imagine um, an atheist being president of the United States. <laughs> uh, but I think about somebody like Bernie Sanders, who would, you know, be healthcare for all, a living wage. And they're like, what a, what a social, what a commie socialist, you know, why? Because he doesn't want people sick and sick and starving. Like, okay. Yeah. So, I, so I guess yes, uh, Spartacus could be a real revolutionary in that regard. But I, I wonder if he really is an atheist, or if he needs to put on a persona in order to persuade people and himself. Because to to feel like your your fate is in the gods' hands is to be counterproductive to what he's trying to do. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the original air date was March 30, 20, directed night. And there's a commentary by Snipe. It's too bad they couldn't get um, Nick Terabay yeah. to do a commentary. That <laughs> would have been them together all the way on. They, um, where was it? Some of these fight scenes, Liam McIntyre was kind of telling them like, oh, we have to like wind this back. It's like those, I guess, catapult fireballs. Like, yeah, I play a lot of video games for work. So I think he would be cool to hang out with. Play board games with video games. Yeah, he he seems like a fun guy. Such a nerd. He's one of us. He would do a he would do a podcast about a TV show. Let's do he probably let's do a com, let's ask him if he'll do a commentary. Uh, Christmas. Is that the name of it? <laughs> <laughs> a prince 
A Prince for Christmas. Prince for Christmas. Don't get don't now don't get a Prince for Christmas confused with the Christmas Prince or the Princess Switch. Oh wow. They're all- <laughs> <laughs> uh that's coming soon, folks, to the feed. Uh a commentary for what was it? A Princess Christmas? A, a Christmas prince for Christmas. Is that- See, I can't even remember because there's so many, and they both have prince and princess and Christmas in the title. A lot of people and, want princes at Christmas time. Who's in that? Viva Bianca, doing okay. an American accent. Oof. Does she get <laughs> naked? Probably not, because I think uh, it was I'm a Hallmark not movie. Not in. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Hallmark's changed since I last watched naked people. <laughs> um, sorry. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Mira and Spartacus are talking, and Asher comes. Where was Asher? Oh, he was. What was Asher doing out there? Just being. He a just dick. yeah, just kind of being around. It was weird because on the commentary of Bianca said, "There's something brave about Asher." And everybody just laughed like like she didn't mean it as a joke, but everybody just laughed like he is kind of brave. I agree with her. <laughs> he's a he's a self made man. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I keep saying. Brave and reckless, entitled, um, feels like he's smarter than m- most everybody is in a way. But, and you know. there's a fight in with Lugo. I think it was Lugo that was about to be killed. So when Asher shoots, Amira shoots Asher in the arm. And later, <laughs> she takes an axe to the chest. No, no. <laughs> it's made me so sad, guys. Just to say goodbye. I think Spartacus knew that she was right behind him, and he sidestepped at the last oh, minute. He's yeah, like, oh. he wasn't thinking, or he <laughs> What a fucking douche. <laughs> oh, guys, this bummed me out. I uh, I have to say I wasn't that moved by her, um, by her death. I guess because you know their relationship, Spartacus and her relationship, was on the outs anyway. So when she died, I like felt... I felt as much as Spartacus was um, portraying, right? Because he he was just stone faced the entire time. Like he didn't even shed a tear that I can remember. Uh, and so I felt as much as he was, you know, uh, empath, you know, importing. But she was so pretty. She's very pretty. <laughs> she won't be on any more episodes. Yeah. Um. Well, <clears throat> so after after it happens, after she's killed and. Spartacus goes off on those guys. Go basically, she's dead because you took upon yourselves to do this thing, and was it worth it? Was her death worth it? And the guy I don't remember his name, but was basically like, "Well, we're starving up here. We're losing. What what choice did we have? We we did it because we were desperate." And you could see in his eyes that he understands the truth of that. And his rage is supplanted by the awareness that they're not wrong, really. Like, yes, they should not disobey their commander, but that's what desperation will do to you. And they are warriors, and they wanted to go out fighting and not just die on the mountaintop. So I thought this performance by Liam McIntyre was really fantastic because in his expression, you can see the grief for Mira, the guilt for the way he treated her and for leading her to her death, the anger he feels towards those guys. And also the realization that they're not completely wrong. And it all is encapsulated in his one performance in just like half a second or a couple seconds. It's really great. It was great acting. So kudos to him. 
Uh, that was a lot of talking. You guys are just like no, flummoxed. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, where did this come from? Uh, yeah, so I did he go does back. Kind of mope. Yeah, he mopes around her grave. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, bro. There. Still loved her. I did go back and watch the episode where he ends up, you know, like burying his wife, right? Um, in the first season. Um, and they do the exact same thing. They they cover her in a shroud, kind of mummify her up, uh, and then they they put her on a pyre and light it. Um, but once again, they, it's very um, – there was no words, no speech, no prayers to the gods. You know, it was just very quiet. Um, in that case, all the, um, all the gladiators were kind of standing in a procession. Um, but this one is just – Kind of wrapped her up, and they didn't have any wood for making a fire. Just kind of doing what they can, but it's all very somber. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot that they, I feel like Spartacus could do in terms of ceremony for her death, because how many people have died? And it's not like they they have the time and energy to do a big, you know, Treme style parade of trombones and oh. shit. You know, as they as they carry a casket down. You know, that's the kind of fear. <laughs> it just I don't have. <laughs> They just don't, they, you just can't, like they don't have the resources and it wouldn't be appropriate for Spartacus to expect that from the, his people when they are also, all starving. Like I would also think time. the, the other people would look on this dead corpse here and say, you know, that's, that's going to be our fate not too long from now. So it, it would creep me out just having, they, they made a, a line saying, I, I hope she doesn't ripe, you know, no. hope we can get off this, uh, God forsaken. Uh, mountain before she ripens but yeah it's good yeah. it would create me war. i think it's different you can you can afford to grieve when you're not in the in the middle of a crisis all the time and they are in a crisis all the time so they don't have time for ceremony mm-hmm. but uh, i thought he was a appropriately distraught oh mira gone too soon depending on who you ask i don't know maybe uh he should check up with that german lady by the way, she was horned up last episode. She was going out with those two guys. Uh, Animaeus. Apparently, they originally were supposed to cut his arm off, not like stab him in the eye, but I guess the CGI would have been too. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, needed an eye patch. Yeah. Asher is so gross <laughs> to Lucretia. If it wasn't for that, but he does tell his men they'll be gods of the arena wink wink get it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so globber is um so yeah so globber is presented with the bracelet mate that well sepia did have it so he realizes that asher that or he said asher i don't know whatever the case well i mean alithia gives gives um gaius the bracelet and says i found this among asher's things or something like that. Uh, but how stupid is Gaius? Like, what's really, what is the motivation? What would be Asher's motivation? I'm not sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it, it doesn't make sense. Unless uh, unless Glabber was looking for an excuse to get rid of Asher, which might have been his long game all along. Um, so this this gave him that excuse to just, you know, turn on Asher. It, it was bound to happen sooner or later. This just kind of gave him precedence for it. Yeah, I guess so, monsters. but it just didn't. It it didn't seem like it though when Asher was saying like I don't even know what that is. What are you even talking about? Uh, I feel like Gaius should have just kind of realized in that moment. Oh, my wife is playing me again. Mm. <laughs> it it made Gaius come off like a real 
stupid idiot, I think. Asher's men turned on him really quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that was mean. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets sent to parlay with the uh, Spartacus. And I just love Nick Tarabay's acting. You can tell he's just so uncomfortable and worried about being there by himself. And when he's about to leave and they like, you know, your head was the same. You can tell like he knows he's trouble. Well, he had to know that he wasn't, he wasn't going to live if he went up that mountain. Like his life was forfeit at that point. I guess, but this feels real. It feels dishonorable to kill the messenger, right? He comes to, to treat with them and negotiate and they kill him. And yes, they hate him. But he's done a lot of shitty things to them. He's done a lot of shitty things, but I mean, in this particular situation, in this, he had a role of delivering a message. Like to then to take advantage of of his vulnerability in this sense, um, dishonorable, I thought. But I'm also a, a staunch Asher defender, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting during this whole fight with Nevia. Did you think that she was actually gonna? Or did you think I it was didn't. Come out? I didn't because I, I think I had seen this scene before, so I knew that Asher was gonna die. I just I didn't think it necessarily that it would have been Navia to kill him. Um, and maybe so. Crixus. Crixus would have been better to just go off on Asher. Maybe after he killed Navia. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I th- <clears throat> thought could have ha- may have been the course of events. I and honestly, I don't even remember why Navia was so angry with Asher. Did was he personally responsible for sending her to the mines? Well, he made it happen. I think he raped her and so long ago. uh, I have a fun fact on Navia the actress Cynthia Adai Robinson. She was born in London, but she moved to the U.S. when she was four. And she's a graduate of Montgomery Blair High School in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is where I live currently and where my wife went to school. Um, my wife was in the same high school and knew her back in the day. What? Crazy. Yeah. So according to my wife, uh, Cynthia um, w- played the titular Annie in a high school theater production. So imagine uh, Navia belting out, the, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard lock life. Well, no, that's different. That's a different musical about orphans. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a note that it said Stephen Denight said that soon as in season one, around the time that Asher got rapey with Navia, that's when they knew that this thing was going to happen on Vesuvius. Oh no! Hard knock life is from Annie. I was thinking it's from Oliver. Never mind. So that's good that they had that planned out yeah. a long time ago. Now. So for some reason, I think when I was first watching this sh- uh, this episode uh, back in the day, uh, it wasn't guaranteed that there was going to be another season. Did did you get that feeling, Will, that there was going to be another season? Was that announced? I think they, I think, I don't know if I knew, I think maybe at this point, I can't remember ahead of time. I mean, I know their original plan was for five, but I think maybe at some point tonight may have said that there was going to be four. Um, I, I kind of felt that uh, Spartacus's story was going to end here on Mount Vesuvius. I, th- I thought this was leading up to the final confrontation. Mm. So when I was watching this episode this time around, I mean, and people started dying left and right, I was like, oh, here we go. Did you feel that at all, Matt? Or you, can't, you uh, know that there's another <clears> season. Well, but... I know that there's another season, but I 
was surprised that Asher, Lucretia both exited this episode and Mira. Like it did seem like who's going to be left, <laughs> right? Is it the Crixus show from now on? <laughs> it's Crixus and Gannicus brewing it up. Uh, and and yeah, and um and, and Animaeus. So I, I kind of felt like things were wrapping up, honestly. So and I the next season's a full length season, isn't it? It's another ten episodes. Yeah. Another ten episodes. So it's not like they were gonna wrap it up, but then oh we'll be back for four more. So they've they got a lot of story left. Um uh, or I hope it's a lot of story. I would hate for it to be four episodes worth of story spread over ten episodes. Well, they they end up killing all the bad guys, so I don't know who the bad guys are for the next season. Guys they still have, alive? They're gonna have to introduce some new bad guys. Who's Did they kill guys? Globber, yeah, yeah, and Alithia, yeah, they're they, still alive. No, they both. Yeah. Guys got a sword through the mouth. Oh no, that's right. Yeah. Which I thought Why he I died in season. That? I thought he died next season. In my memory, but I don't go about that. I think Alithia collapsed. Or mm, no, well. You got the notes, Will. Go ahead. Huh? You got the notes. Notes on that way. Let's see. What do I... No, she just follows Lucretia out to the cliff and then kind of... <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure she's not in next... Alithia? She died. Uh, what? No. Unless my memory fails me. I need to watch that scene again. See, I think she died at the end. Died of, I think that was what? the end of her energy. Well, she had a baby cut out of her. Cut out of her? Or just... Yeah, it seemed like she was. It seemed like she was um, in the process of giving birth because uh, the blood was coming from her. Yeah, uh, she was having difficulty in the birth, and Lucretia went and got a knife and cut it out of her. And with the last of her strength, she followed Lucretia across the way. Okay. <laughs> well, I I hope that's not the case. I want more Olivia. I feel like if Lucretia can survive being gutted in season one. Alithia can pull through. At some point, Lucretia and Alithia are riding in a carriage. Like, where were, where did they go? They went to the encampment. Okay. Then they came back. So I guess they're not that far from town. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Just <laughs> <laughs> right down the street. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't that doesn't track. They went all the way out there and then they came back. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we could skip to the battle now. Well, they descend the soothing vines based on... Do we have fun facts for this part? Uh, yeah, so I do. Um, you're right. Uh, this this episode very closely matches what actually happened at the Battle of Mount Vesuvius. Um, uh, the Romans um, pushed the, the slave revolt up the, up the mountain, and... Um, Spartacus men used ropes and ladders and from vines to rappel down. Uh, and they were able to like easily dispose of Glaber's forces. You know, so Glaber didn't come with a full legion. He just came with like a militia because they still thought this was um, just a, like a slaver's revolt. They, they thought it was, you know, minor, minor infractions. Uh, and then Glaber, they don't say whether he dies or not in history, but he's never spoken of again. So he failed so hard that, you know, he was cut out from history. Oh, that's, uh, that's like getting <laughs> episode. <laughs> just got cut out of history. Yeah. So there's this bloody fight. Um, and uh, Animaeus is fighting the Egyptian and just kind of slices him open. But then the Egyptian mortally. Mm. But Gannicus killed. I wasn't 
I think I was, I don't know if I was too upset about <laughs> Animaeus dying. I thought he had I, a big part in the, the prequel season, and I, I liked him in that. So to see him kind of go, I guess his story arc had ended. Yeah. But I would say the same with Gannicus. Like, Gannicus' story arc has kind of pretty much come full circle. Yeah, why is he still around? Yeah. To do that really cool bicycle kick mo- maneuver? That was pretty great. <laughs> I thought that Animaeus was dead last episode, so no. <laughs> I was kind of like already had made peace with him being gone. So when it actually happened, I was like, oh, it's an episode too late. Um, And then Spartacus fights Globber and that guy that's always the guy that, whose name I don't know. He's a Roman. He, I guess I know. I don't know who is that. Yeah, guy. but who? what is that guy's name? Because he's been around for a while. Yeah. What is anybody's name in this show, really? But Spartacus kills Glauber and says, now we become an army. I think the original line was, now we're an army. But then they realized Spartacus only has like 30 guys. So you can't really call that an army. 30 guys and one random old woman for some reason. Where the hell did <laughs> she come where, from? Where has she been all this time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's related to somebody that works on the show. And- she got killed right away, though. Yeah. Right after I wrote in my notes, what's the point of her? And I was like, oof. <laughs> <laughs> And while this is going on, uh, Lucretia is cutting a baby out of Olithia. <laughs> and so out of Lucretia, Lucy Lawless just looks so pretty when she's standing there somehow. That dress she's got on. Oh, so Olithia's uh, giving birth or having troubles giving birth, right? She's in her, her bed, you know, giving birth. And then she, you hear some screams. Come around the corner, and here's um, Lucretia holding a knife, and she's got blood on her. And uh, you're like, what, what's going on? <laughs> and a, one of the slave girls moves to kind of get Lucretia, and she stabs this slave girl so brutally, like five times in a row. What what did this slave girl ever do to Lucretia? <laughs> like, <laughs> she, was there. I was, she was probably involved in something in one episode where I was just this poor slave girl, I mean, she just, she gets stabbed, like, in the throat, and then, you know, just over and over again. Oh, it's just... <laughs> so, let me re- read you my notes. Uh, now, what is Lucretia up to? She's stabbing slaves, not sure why. Give me that baby! What is even happening? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that baby. Give me that baby. What? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so, she wants to take the baby to um, her husband. Well, yeah, in the afterlife. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Hang on a second. Will's getting another text. No, my disc is almost. I'm going to do. I did get another text. $600. Now, some guy that was like a <laughs> dick to me years ago. I wanted to go on a date, but I wasn't. He like sent me a PayPal request for like $7. Get a text. Weird. Yeah, I'm like debating like, should I do this or should I not do this? You should not. Somebody who doesn't have $7 to their name is not somebody you should be involved with. So um, I will say the $7 taxi ride. That seems kind of short. Just walk. It was really cheap, but you're recording too. But in case I did. All right. Hope I beat anything important. Okay. What were we saying? <laughs> I will say the, uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to come on to this podcast was Lucy Lawless and her, her exit from the show. Can we get a, a standing ovation for, for this yes. woman? Yes. All right. Hold on. Let me push my chair back from my desk. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did remember her death and her going 
Cliff. It was awesome. Just the, yeah, her this last scene of her, she, she was awesome. And she looked so pretty. <laughs> she the way her hair was and her dress. Yeah, it was a nice send off. Like it was a death at her terms, right? It wasn't you know the mob killing her or some backstabbing. It, it was her kind of. I, I still think she was clearly mad out of regard, but yeah. you know it was at least on her terms. Yeah, she never recovered from the season one finale. Do you think this was her end game this whole time? Like, as soon as she learned that uh, uh, Alithia was pregnant, she was like, oh, I'm going to get that baby. I don't know. I think it, well, I was saying earlier, I think it maybe it changed. She realized she was going to be married to Asher. But the baby part. Uh- I think that's why she was besties with Alithia this episode or this whole season. She She was waiting nine months or however long she was waiting. That's a long game. It's all <laughs> well, get that baby when you're faking to be uh, crazy anyway, you know, and some kind of uh, prophet. Wasn't she uh, the speaker of the, the gods at some point? Yeah, an oracle, an oracle like she she had she definitely had a long game going. Just didn't know what the end game was. Any other notes about this episode? Um. Oh, so, so let me see. Oh, I guess this is another one of those things. The um, I guess they came up with this idea of Lucretia taking the baby over a cliff, and that's what made them decide to bring you back. <laughs> yeah, I wish I understood any of Lucretia's motivations. <laughs> so my cock and nipple counter for this episode, no cocks, no nipples, no orgies whatsoever. It was pretty sexless with lots of violence. Uh, I felt cheated. (laughs) (laughs) They owe you. (laughs) (laughs) Any quotes? I only have one. Oh, no, I have two. I have Lucretia's last quote. Uh, Quintus always wanted a son. Uh, Because of you, we shall have one. And then she tosses herself off the... One of mine is, you fucking cunt. (laughs) Asher. Suck my cock, you Roman cunt. I will piss in your fucking skull. <laughs> wow, Matt. Wow. <laughs> uh, who who said that one? Was that just various? Uh, it was uh, the guy that they had captured and they were going to interrogate. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was speaking in some other language. Oh, I got it. Um, when Asher went up Mount Vesuvius and everyone kind of saw him for the first time, there was a... Uh, just various voices yelling out, fuck the Romans, no surrender, Syrian cunt. <laughs> Somebody in some episode, they were, well, a group, they were singing a song and they just kept saying, like, drain my cock over. <laughs> I don't remember when that was, but I just remembered that being the subtitles. Uh, I think it was Spartacus that said, and this was another callback to, but he said, the Roman finally was placed for us. Ooh, that's a good one. I liked when Gannicus said about Spartacus, he tends to his heart as any man should. Oh, Gannicus, you're so nice. <laughs> He's a romantic. <laughs> what a nice guy. Uh, very well, if Asher must die today, at least he will see Crixus's bitch to the afterlife before him. Oh, Asher. <laughs> I miss you. Um, Should have killed her. And then he says, my death will not hear the scars you bear, nor erase memory of my cock inside her. Oof. Kind Oof. of like, Asher, quit while you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um... So this, because as I just rewatched the finale of Angel and listened to Redemption Cast cover the finale, uh, and, and I don't know if like, Will has never seen Angel. I don't know, Stephen, if you've seen it, but it has a very famous last line. And there's a 
the line in that show reminded me of the quote from Spartacus I'm about to read. A man is never too weak or too wounded to fight if the cause is greater than his own life. So who is the winner? The winner. Hmm. I'm going to say it's Lucretia and her long game. <laughs> well, if that's what she wanted. She succeeded. I'm going to say Spartacus for getting revenge, finally getting revenge. Yeah, I agree with that. He uh, he led his people to victory. Less, less people died, but this was war, and it, it feels like they won, right? Because the yeah. I know Glaber says, "Oh, they'll send another big bad after me," but I don't know. They, he got revenge against Asher. They got revenge against Glaber. They if we don't watch the next season. Can we pretend that because slaves? Sure. Okay. Can do whatever we want. <laughs> Just end the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're writing history. Um, who would the loser be? Asher. Yeah, that pains me. He was on such a meteoric ride. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people died. A lot of name characters died in this episode. Yeah. And you have Asher, you have Glaber, Lithia, Lucretia, Animaeus, Mira. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, best Slay. <sighs> Uh, best slay, I think it's Lucretia taking that baby over the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's Spartacus and Glauber, which is almost the way that um, Varro died. Yeah. I, I still say it's that poor slave girl. What what did she ever do? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't deserve that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess it would be Glauber, right? Uh if you have the winner be Spartacus, then yeah, it's the sleigh. I'm going say it's Asher because it took like swings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was another callback to earlier season bragging how hard it is to cut him his head off. And- mm. uh, okay, what about rating? Um, so I liked the previous episode, Monsters, better. Uh, I felt like this one was a rush to the end. Um, still bitter over Asher's death. Um, we did have, uh, the last shot of, uh, Lucy Lawless. Um, it was, it, it was a nice send off on her term. So kind of like that. So I'll just give this one, uh, kind of, um, uh, seven out of 10 and Lucy fucking Lawless. Matt. Hmm. I, you know, I was prepared to give this one a 10 as well. Cause so much happens. A lot of death. There's a lot of it. I just don't get Lucretia at all. I don't know. I guess. Did she just go insane? Is that the simplest explanation? I think so. Just, just, just went insane. She just want that baby. Give me that baby. <laughs> and then she took that baby. Get that baby. Um, and, and that's a, such a cool image, too. A visual of Alithia dragging herself along the floor with a trail of blood behind her. Pick better friends, Alithia. <laughs> Seriously, how many times does she go to go to a house or a party and then she ends up like fleeing for her life? Doesn't she have other friends that she can hang out with now? Do they? I guess she's stuck in cap. No, this is like a soap opera. They don't have very many friends. Their circle of friends very small, and they all hang out with their enemies. <laughs> uh, overall, no, I really liked most of it. No CGI fireballs though, so not as good as the last one. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll give it. Um, a nine out of ten. I want to say nine out of ten. Jesus fucks, but I want to explain why that rating because that's what I wrote after Asher got his head chopped off. I wrote <laughs> Jesus, Jesus fuck. And he got his crotch sliced. Uh, uh, yeah, 
No, I think I like this episode a little bit. Can more. we can we stand up and cheer for uh, Nick Terabay? I'm yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, oh. he deserves it. Pour one out for Nick Terabay. That's Watch the real him. reason you should stop this uh, podcast after this season. Watch him no on more expanse. Um, I think it's really like good on that. <laughs> this a little more than the last one. So whatever I gave the <laughs> last one, just bump it up 0.5. But yeah, just all the stuff happening, all the people dying, fighting. Um, just the final scene with Lucretia and with the uh, crazy and Spartacus is fun. So I'll give it whatever rating out of 10 <laughs> uh, swords down. And I'm assuming we can get any feedback in the past. No, no, don't bother checking. Uh, the the guy who plays Nematus, he's the one who basically got Mira killed with his failed plan to go down the mountain. Uh, the actor's name is Ditch Davy. Ditch. It's his name. Ditch. 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 Just uh, point that point that out because that's an unusual name. That is birth name or just. Um, I mean, it's an actor, so who knows. His real name could be, I don't know, Brian, but there's already Brian Davy, so he's like, oh, just be Ditch Davy. He got a job. Put himself through acting school. He was born as Christian Davy. Oh, there you go, then. It's not a real name. <laughs> In, uh, Is there another season to this show? Yes. What are the episodes called? Um. Well, next time, I think we'll be doing a little Christmas special. But after that, the first two episodes of the next season is called War of the Damned. That's pretentious. <laughs> And the first episode is called Enemies of Rome. Second episode is called Wolves at the Gate. I got some good theories on these uh, on these names. Mm-hmm. All right, so Enemies of Rome. It was a line spoken by Glaber in uh, season one, episode one. He describes himself as a colossus towering above the enemies of Rome. So now that Glaber's been dispatched, the the true enemy of Rome is revealed to be the arrogance of Romans. Hmm. Yeah. All and and then for wolves at the gate. Um, so season one, episode one again. You know Spartacus is uh, is enemies. Oh, John Spartacus, I say. So before he he had the name Spartacus. Yeah, when he was just John. <laughs> John uh, didn't like the the Getty. That was the the enemy tribe, and they worshipped the mountain wolf. Uh-huh. So the the wolves at the gate. I predict uh, Spartacus has to side with the Getty. To unite against the Romans, which which would be a big fu to John Spartacus, since the Gettys are the reason uh, he joined the Roman auxiliary in the first place and started the whole chain of events. Yeah, I like those predictions. I predicted predicted that baby survived the fall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby comes back. What about Lithia? Do you, do you think she pulls to Lucretia and she'll be back? I think so. Okay, she Good. may not be in the first episode, but I want to say that she's going to show up at some point. Who's Who's going to be first to die? I really want to get some predictions. Who 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 from Spartacus's band will be first to go? Because um, history tells us it doesn't go well for these people. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. I think they might shock us right out the gate and kill off Crixus. Because I, although I could I could say it'd be somebody a little bit more minor like Nasir or Agron. I kind of feel like that's too easy. Let's kill off Crixus. Also, I don't like Crixus. So, so let's kill him off. <laughs> mm. um, or that German lady whose name I don't know. Sex. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> sex. Just call her sex. Sex. Feral German woman. Sex. Is what I was. I was. Was it what I was calling her? My notes. 
Yeah. So I already know that next season a certain historical person shows up. Yeah, so. I was kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. So. He seems to show up in a lot of. Just looking at IMDb, he seems to show up in a lot of uh, versions of this story, and I'm not sure he was involved in life as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully it'll be a good season. I don't know. There's so many established characters were killed off in this finale that it, it it's okay to reset a show sometimes. I, I, I like that when that happens, but it it's also a risk because we are so invested in a lot of these people, and now there's fewer fewer of them. Will the new characters that replace them be as interesting? I'm hopeful. I'm, I'll give them a chance. Saxa is played by Ellie, born in Detroit, but to Troy. Hey, Michigander! The track runner holding the state record, the long jitsu in the middle. Yep. Well, cool. And she was on into. So, anyway, yeah. Yep. We'll be back before Christmas, I guess. Uh, hopefully, we can record uh, our Christmas special before Christmas. And then um, cover War of the Damned sometime in 2019. And hopefully. Not Finish in 2019. 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's five episodes. We have to I think we can do we started, it. We started this at the end of 2016. So it's already been two years. For 30 something. It's been longer than the actual revolt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to read that book I bought about the slave and try to watch the well, it, the one with we should um, we should learn how to play the Spartacus board game and play it using tabletop simulator. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't. That's not the one. That's no. Um, thanks for joining us, Stephen. This was yeah, fun. Thanks. Do you want to yeah. plug or promote anything? Uh, I've been on um, uh, your Hooplecast a couple times. Uh, yeah. The HBO Deadwood review podcast. I've also guest hosted a couple times on Upper Pylon 2, a Star Trek Deep Space Nine review podcast. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm and then uh, my other passion is a tabletop role-playing game, and I'm a frequent game master at my local Colesville indie RPG group. Uh, in October, I ran the Mountain Witch, which is a feudal Japan, uh, Japan samurai sword and sandal setting. And this month, I'm running Mouse Guard, which is also a sword and sandal setting, but with mice. So Spartacus fits neatly into my current <laughs> mindset. <laughs> Neat. I purchased... Uh... Mansions of Madness on Black Friday and played it once. It's fun. And I just uh, contributed to the Kickstarter for the Assassin's Creed game. I have no idea if it's going to be a good game or not, but I know they're it's chock full of miniatures. So I'm still waiting for that Deadwood game. It should be here any day. Oh, I thought you had, I thought you already gotten that. Did I? Yeah, I you posted. On a I boat. thought you posted. I thought you had posted it on the, in the group. Maybe I'm thinking about. Yeah, I did get that one. Okay, I'm thinking about another game that I'm waiting on. I better go find it. I think I got it. So yeah, I need to play Deadwood. <laughs> mm. Board games are fun. I hope where I'm I'm moving to in two weeks that there, there'll be some kind of board game group nearby. If you're ever in Portland. Yeah, I'd like to visit Portland. We have, well, our member count is like 100 right now, but if not all those people are active. Right. So what's the turnout typically? Uh, it could be anywhere from like for five to all depends. Right. All right. I think that's all we got. We're I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good Thank one. you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.